Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And uh, just one more. John, this, uh, John from Edmonton watching. He says, Calgary Stampeders were disrespectful in Ottawa last night by padding the big log at the end zone at touchdown place. That's uh, right, TV place. Toronto Dominion place. Not touchdown place. Not, not for the Red Blacks, it ain't touchdown place. <laughs> Hi, everybody. We are coming in hot. Hour two of your favorite daytime sports talk show here on the Game Plus Television Network across all 10 Canadian provinces and 31 U.S. states. We're also on WQEE Radio. We are Atlanta's NHL show. And we're on podcast and YouTube live. And I hope you're ready to have some fun. Last hour, Doug Plagans, the radio voice of the Florida Panthers. We're going to jump right into it. Dave Gosher, the television voice of the Vegas Golden Knights. Dave, great to see you, buddy. I'm glad. Happy summertime, dude. Have you recovered sufficiently from Saturday night's Stanley Cup final championship parade where I saw you on stage getting doused and soaked and just having a blast, man? <laughs> yeah, I think we've recovered as good as we can, Rod. It was a long few days, but a great few days, as you'd imagine. You know, what's that old saying? If you're going to party like your team won the Stanley Cup, they better have won the Stanley Cup. So uh, it was unbelievable. <laughs> just the uh, the whole atmosphere, the the parade down the strip. You know, you always kind of wondered, I think a lot of us did over the last six years, what would that look like? A celebration like Vegas has never seen. And to be a part of that with um, you know Shane Knighty, my partner in crime on the stage, was uh, was just phenomenal. Looked like the team was enjoying themselves, so uh, why wouldn't they after what they just pulled off? There's so much that we can get to with Dave, and I promise I won't keep you too long, but as my co-host Darren was saying last hour, then Golden Knights have always done their own thing. As you know, these championship parades are usually 10 or 11 a.m. on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday through downtown. Not Vegas! Let's do it Saturday night on the Strip. We're every night Saturday night, but they just you guys just want to do it your own way, and it ends up being better than anything anybody else has done. That's just sort of the Golden Knights way. Yeah, I thought it was a great idea. I mean, a couple of things. One is, as you know, Rod, it gets, you know, it gets a little toasty here in June. So although Saturday wasn't that hot during the day, but I thought start it late afternoon, early evening was a great idea. By the time we got to to the uh, Toshiba Plaza, I mean the strip was all lit up. It was just, it was just phenomenal. You know the whole the whole thing, and to be able to be a part of that. I mean, we got to, you know the Bellagio and Aria, and then closer to New York, New York. I mean, they had to be uh, twenty deep, twenty five people deep along the sidewalk. So um, I thought it was a great way to do it. I thought the whole scene, being on the stage at the plaza, all you could see was people for as far as your eyes would take you. All you could see was people. So uh, thousands of people jammed in there. But, um, you know, we've talked, I think, just about how much this city loves this team. And, uh, boy, what a way. What a way to cap an incredible run for this group. I'm happy for all of you. I really am. I was, you know, pulling for Florida as well. I've been happy for them. That's where I met you was, uh, I guess it was game three, Stanley Cup. But when I said we got to have fun. I've been watching Golden Knights games since day one, and I always thought it was Gaucher. It's Gaucher. <laughs> uh, you're not a CFL fan. Gaucher is an iconic hockey Canadian name. Are you anti-French, Dave? No, I am French. So when I go to Montreal, I go by David Gaucher. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, tell me. Tell, I want to hear your story. Tell me. No, 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 I'm just joking around. No, it's a kosher gosher for the Catholic kid, you know. It's uh but no, it's um it's been it's been unbelievable, Rod. And it's and we we met you, Shane and I met you. We were lucky enough to to bump into each other in the third game of the final. Don't take this the wrong way. It's the only game the Golden Knights lost. So figure it out. But I'm glad we were able to visit here today. <laughs> Uh, absolutely. And I'm happy for the Panthers. They got their first ever win in a Stanley Cup final uh, at home, you know, that night. So it was it was a hell of a series. What was your take on the series, by the way? I mean, it wasn't the most exciting. There was some lopsided games. 
you know, your, your take on the way the series went down. Yeah, I think it was, um, especially the games in Vegas, right? They, the, the second game, and obviously game five, it was, you know, it was really no contest. The first game was close. I mean, it was 2-2 after the second period. Then the Golden Knights broke away. Very easily, it could have been a sweep rod, right? I mean, the game that we were chatting, uh, Golden Knights had a lead late in the third period. Florida tied it late and then won it in overtime. And, I mean, you could make the argument it very easily could have been a sweep. So, I think from the Golden Knights standpoint, they just felt – you know, they got to the, their best game. It might have been the best game I've seen them play in, in the six years of the of the team was game six in Dallas in the West Final where they blew out the Stars 6 nothing, and it could have been 8 9 10 nothing. So I think, you know, they, they always kind of knew they had that game in their back pocket if they needed it. And I'll tell you, game five, I mean, it, it kind of got out of hand late, but, you know, they knew their depth was a huge asset to them throughout the playoffs if you looked at each series. You know, then as you get going in that Florida series with, obviously, we know the, the injuries getting uh, Ekblad, among others, were playing with. And the Golden Knights were about as healthy as they had been in a long time. Um, so you combine all that into the mix and the fact that, um, you know, they get some real good goaltending when needed by Aiden Hill. And it was an incredible run for this group. Um, you know, they've been through a lot here in six years, but they've also done a hell of a lot in terms of good and in terms of winning. But uh, nothing like they did this season. I think Gary Lawless is at the door. Do you need to go let him in or? Yeah, Gary's out the front door. My dog doesn't like Gary, so she gives him a couple of woofs. That's <laughs> Rosie Gosher in the background. It never fails, Rod. When I do one of these things, she wants so she wants to be on, uh, on air in Canada and in the U.S., and now she's done both. <laughs> I love it. Okay, now I got to – this is something the fans, the viewers need to understand. Dave, and I don't know how much you've talked with people about it, but talking with yourself and Nides and Kelly McCrimmon, I saw throughout that tournament, or that uh, series, the hunger of winning, the pain of 2018, you guys were still carrying it. I know you're a day one guy. Last hour, Doug Plagan said the Panthers were saying this was an historic run. We knew it right from the start. Dave, you went through those emotions six years ago. This series was about finishing it off right that hunger that fire still burn yeah it's funny you say that rod the first thing that uh, jonathan marciso said after they beat dallas to win the western conference he you know talked about 2018 and the, the first words out of his mouth were we lost so i think that really stuck with especially the misfits but also you know george mcfee kelly mccrimmon there had been a lot of changes since then but for the guys that were here since the beginning um they look 2018 was unbelievable but that leaves a bitter bitter taste in your mouth i'll give you a, a quick little example i was in boston lucky enough a long time bruins won the cup in 2011 it was great they lost it in 2013 in chicago and you almost remember that just as much how you know how you lose um because i think the players would tell you, you go all that way it's a long way to play to come away empty so i was happy especially for those guys that were here in year one george mcphee who has spent almost 40 years in the game. Kelly McCrimmon has spent similar whole life in the game to be able to experience that. And uh, yeah, they've been close, um, but this was a whole different deal this year. I think when we chatted in Florida, they built a wagon of a team here. If this didn't work out this year, it would have been a much, much more disappointing result. There was a little bit of a, there was a big magic feeling around year one for a lot of reasons. This team was built to win right now now and if it didn't happen uh there would have been it would have been a pretty a pretty long summer wow it's interesting insight man and the last one before i let you go again let's have some fun tell our audience canada how you tease gary lawless particularly about the cfl you start laughing already when i say it uh, that's some funny stuff man you got to have fun in this business yeah, well, we tease Gary about a lot of things. We wouldn't have enough time to go into all of them. But uh, <laughs> but the CFL part, because I know he worked a long time in the CFL, and I, I know you're, you're passionate about it too, but I'm like, Gary, it's not a real league. I mean, it's the field's 200 yards long by 100 yards wide. It's They kick the, the rouge point over the guy's shed to get the extra point. Like, what are we talking about here? They play 45 games a season. Again, this is, this is all in fun. I don't know much about the CFL, but I'm like, because uh, I'm from the Boston area. I'm like, Gary, they're not the Patriots. Like, this isn't, what are we talking about here? So, 
I will say this: when the when the Blue Bombers won it yeah, three years ago, a couple of years ago, yeah, they hadn't won it two and three long years time. ago. Yeah. yeah, they hadn't won it in a long time, and then Gary sets up these great cup parties. Fortunately, it seems like we've been on the road for the last couple, anyways. So full credit to him that he sets it up. They, you know, he likes to kind of get the restaurant set up. There's going to be all of us coming in. And and I actually wore, like the year they won it, Shane Knighty gave me his Blue Bombers T-shirt to wear for the for the Grey Cup final. So I wore that uh, proudly, not knowing anything about the team or anything really about the league. So we give him we give him crap about a lot of stuff, but that's pretty high up on the list. Well, it was nice to see him lifting the Stanley Cup and yourself and having so much fun. I know what you guys have been through. You earned it. And I don't know what you do next. What do you do next, Dave? What's act two for the Vegas Golden Knights? I don't know. It's funny. I chuckled the other night, Rod, that they were Bruce Cassidy was up there, among others, chanting back to back. So um, who knows? <laughs> they're, they're in a heck of a spot. You know, they've, they've got you know some business to take care of, and that'll – That'll be done here soon enough. But the core of the team, I mean, the biggest question would be in net, what do they do there? They've got some free agents. Ivan Barbashev's probably at the top of the list, is at the top of the list I'd like to keep as a UFA. But uh, the core of the team is signed signed long-term. So, um, you know, there's so much that goes into winning it. You have to have a lot of things go your way. But uh, they also have built this. I mean, I think if you go back to year one, Rod, just for a second, they looked at that team after the first year, and as great as it was, they knew to be a contender year in and year out, they had to get better. They go out and trade for Stone. They go out and trade for Eichel. They sign Petrangelo. You can go right on down the line with all the moves they've made. Um, so they've, they've built this where, hey, look, this has been unbelievable over the last week, but they would love, um, they would love a lot more of this, and they've set themselves up at least maybe to have the opportunity to do it. Get the card that gets you every blockbuster movie this summer for just $9.99. Landmark Cinema's Movie Club. Every movie. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. $9.99. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Transformers Rise of the Beasts. The Flash. Oppenheimer. The Little Mermaid. Barbie. Teenage Mutant. Ninja Turtles. Mutant Mayhem. The Meg 2. And Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. You get the idea, but we're running out of time. Every ticket just $9.99. Get all the movies. Get the deal. Join today at LandmarkExtras.com. Landmark Cinema's Movie Club. For movie lovers. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Okay, we are back live at Ace Casino Airport, Calgary, Alberta's only practice here. We call it the Pulse Arena. Come on in and check it out, featuring blackjack, craps, roulette, and baccarat with an atmosphere perfect for any day or night. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. The Moose has checked it out. He rejoins us from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. Let's tell the viewers, because they love it, and the listeners, Darren, uh, because they feel like they know us, even if they don't. You were supposed to be in Toronto today. You were supposed to be there. Let's tell them right. what happened. Supposed to be in Toronto, supposed to fly out of Saskatoon. And I was just about in the city when the email came in late yesterday afternoon that the flight was canceled. So we make some plans. We stick around for another day. And we'll try again this afternoon to get to Toronto. All right, Toronto. Moose is coming your way tonight. Uh, the poll question, let's update this for a second. It's about the Toronto Blue Jays, and the poll is brought to you by Key Auto Group. With the Key Auto Group, most vehicles receive a lifetime engine warranty, guaranteed. Go to keyautogroup.ca slash the key advantage for eligibility and maintenance requirements. The Key Auto Group here 
to take care of you. The question is, will the Toronto Blue Jays make the playoffs? And the last I looked, because I voted no, they won't, uh, more than 60% of you saying no, the Toronto Blue Jays are not going to make the playoffs. 64% saying no, the Blue Jays aren't going to make the playoffs. Not the way they're playing now. People are getting upset, and uh, that's your right. And I'm not going to allow a baseball team to affect my mood. But I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. What are they saying on YouTube, Clark? Do you have a sample size on that? Sixty-two percent saying no. So for the time being, people are not digging their Toronto Blue Jays. So we got through the hockey chat and everything. And uh, before I delve into the Progressive Insurance text line, what they're saying in the audience and whatever everybody else would like to discuss, fun chat with Dave Gosher. That guy's got an edge, and he, like Doug Plagan's last hour, is a broadcaster. Notice how good of a talker he is, Darren. And did Big you? Time. I don't know if you were specifically looking for him on the stage at the Golden Knights Stanley Cup parade the other night. I was, and he just looked like he was having a blast, like everybody else. I saw him having a blast. I saw Darren Millard having a blast, and you know, with the cup and the champagne and everything, it was really cool that Vegas included everybody in the parade and in the celebration. And guys who have been there for a long time and been a part of this organization, just because they weren't involved on the ice or with the with the product and building this team, they're still an integral part of the organization. So I'm happy that they did that and they all got to celebrate it. And uh, what a great time it must have been. So, uh, as promised, turning it over to the audience in a, re in a way. It is summer. It's Canada. We're going to talk Canadian Football League. And gosh knows we talked a lot of hockey today with some of our good friends. Great job, Clark, by lining those guys up. Wilf in Steinbach, Manitoba, writing on the Progressive Insurance text line, 902-518-3033. He says, hi, Rod and Moose. Turning point in the Ryder game was the kick return. I saw enough to be optimistic about a playoff spot. Our three top receivers will be back to bolster the team. So let's uh, settle in on that. So Wilf is in Steinbach, Manitoba, but he's a Saskatchewan fan. He's looking back at week two in the Canadian Football League. And it was a 45-27 Winnipeg win at Sask Friday night. It's an interesting way of looking at things. I finally figured it out. These are my people. It's where I lived half a century, so I get them. I just don't totally think like them anymore, but I did think like them for a long time. So what the Ryder fans are saying is, we played well enough that against any other team we'll have a chance to win. We just couldn't beat Winnipeg because they're that good. And I saw the quote from the head coach, Craig Dickinson, after the game saying the, exactly that. That kick return broke our backs was the term and that's why i can't coach sports don't want to he's like when the players saw the flag come out they stopped playing and i get that right he goes we got to coach that out of them i'm like i would be tired of saying the same thing every year if i was a guys even though a flag's come out don't stop right play to the whistle no matter what now I do my own coaching, as you know, in the mental health and the recovery, and that doesn't get old. you got to tell the same guys the same things all the time. So it's the same thing. But I couldn't do it with a bunch of football players. What do you think about the coach saying that? I mean, because little things is what kills you. Winnipeg's a veteran team. They don't stop playing when they see a flag. That, that would, to me, that would be very redundant and very annoying if I was a head coach. Yeah. That's the coaching playbook. It's like being a teacher. You go through the binder of assignments and tests. Years over, you put it back to the beginning and start again. You know, um, it's you got to keep keep coaching these things day in and day out and day in and day out. Yeah. And it is frustrating. But at the end of the day, it was still an 18 point loss. You know, it was still an 18 point loss. So you still have a ways to go from being where you are to where you want to be, which is a contender for the Grey Cup. Um, but there were a lot of signs of optimism. So I think that's why everybody's excited is, you know, we saw the, the team move the ball on offense. The quarterback played well. You know, there was a lot of little signs there. And so see if they can clean things up moving forward. Haven't yet taken a look at week three in the Canadian Football League. I know some of the games. I mean, my focus is here. In Calgary, Saskatchewan Rough Riders visiting the Calgary Stampeders Saturday night. That is a massive game. 5 p.m. local kickoff. Uh, I do want to say this before I get back to the viewer comments, but 
you know, there were crowds of 30,000 plus in Edmonton. I was there. Winnipeg, their home opener, and then BC plays Saturday night. I don't know if they'll get 30,000 plus here on Saturday. It might depend a lot on the forecast, of course. But if Ryder fans were as optimistic as, and I'll check the long-term forecast in a second. If they're as optimistic as they say, come on down to Calgary where we got the smoke. Battle of one-on-one teams. If you're as good as you say you are or think you are, this should be quite a matchup here Saturday in the uh, foothills, Moose. I really think it's going to be the game of the week. You know, and I've resisted. I don't know that the Riders have been in the game of the week the first two weeks. This might be it, though, um, because this is really, I think, a game early in the season that can separate the contenders from the pretenders, right? How the Riders and the Stamps play in this game. Trevor Harris and Jake Mayer will be the two headlining stars. How they play in this game this weekend will determine who is kind of at or near the top of the second tier in the West. I think Winnipeg's in tier one by themselves. And then it's BC and potentially either Calgary or Saskatchewan, right? So this is a statement game for both those teams to say, no, 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 no. We're the playoff team this year, not you. Because I think one of Saskatchewan or Calgary will be in. And one will be out. Uh, Yeah, Chris Tom is watching. Well, okay, people are trolling me. Before I go any further, Chris Tom is watching in Heidelberg, Ontario. I'll get to his comment in a moment. People are trolling me that I had a report that Trevor Harris, the starting quarterback for Saskatchewan, wouldn't play. That's what I was told by somebody inside the organization. That's why it's very difficult to cover the CFL. Sometimes I wonder why I do it at all. Because this is somebody that I've trusted for a very long time, decades. And they're like, yeah, I don't think Harris is going to play. That was Thursday. And then he ends up playing. And then the coach comes out after the game and says, yeah, we knew all, all week he was going to play. What are you doing? What are you doing? Like when you're playing this cat and mouse game of deception this early on, then fine. But it kind of takes the fun out of trying to cover the team and while you're trying to make the media look dumb like you played the trick and still lost i don't what did they get out of that please tell me what did they get out of that yeah i'm not sure um you know you got a team that maybe wasn't as prepared for trevor harris i mean he still threw for over 400 yards maybe there was something to that that winnipeg was preparing preparing for mason fine instead of trevor harris but I mean, I don't. It's not like you're looking at, you know, a trade-off between, you know, a real athletic running quarterback, a Lamar Jackson versus a pocket passer, and a completely different game plan, right? I don't know that Mason Fine and Trevor Harris are two completely opposite styles of, of quarterback. So I don't really know what you get out of that, except maybe, I don't know, protecting your quarterback from extra media questions in the last day or two. That's about all I can think of. Fair. I just, I don't under, it was, it was all just weird. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing's weird. Uh, so Chris in Heidelberg, Ontario, regarding what is an issue now in the Canadian Football League, and that is the quarterback play. He says, I thought the USFL did have mostly ex-CFL quarterbacks already. I don't really know. McLeod Bethel Thompson there, is he not? The only guy. Yep, that's right. In that, like, I don't like to be honest with you. I completely forgot the USFL was playing. Like, I there's only so much space in this cranium for attention. I watched every single CFL game from start to finish. That's four games, and kind of stayed on top of what was going on in the National Hockey League and these hockey people uh, with my friends. I don't. I I can't follow the USFL. I can't really follow the Blue Jays. I'm not going to watch them. That's great that you do, but I'm not. It's the Rod Peterson show, not sports center. So I, I, I guess the CFL is a quarterback problem. I don't know. And I will say this with the people complaining about how crappy the games were 22, nothing BC over Edmonton and how sucky this guy is and how bad the crowds were. You're not making people want to watch. Like, do you think you're a fan? To sit here and crap all over the league all the time? I don't really understand that. I know. It's, we don't need it. And I mean, it, it is. I mean, the league's not helping with the stats thing. And I heard you hear that again throughout the weekend. Um, but crapping on the league doesn't help grow the league. You know, 
I mean, no. you can talk about the things it's doing well and the things you wish it would do to keep improving, but talking about what, what things are going wrong all the time, if you're a real true fan, if you're a hater, I get it. That's your MO is to hate. But if you're a fan, yeah. um, we got to stop. So, okay, so bringing in the audience, I appreciate you. And, uh, hey, go figure. We talk CFL and uh, we get big numbers. I, I, I hope you were watching last hour when I said there are people in the broadcast industry that are saying your show won't grow talking CFL. Your show won't grow talking. Just worry about yourself because it is growing. So you do you. We'll do us. Stephen from North Dakota, who we introduced to the viewing audience last hour, has written in and says, be happy there are games. I drove 1,500 miles to get to the game in Calgary this weekend. From Leanne, she says, thank you, Rod. To hear Craig Dickinson said they knew Harris was going to play all along was childish. Then down by 14 with eight minutes to go, kick a field goal instead of going for the touchdown, you still needed two scores. <laughs> Ted in Red Deer says, life is a rider fan. They get stomped by 18 points, but we ain't that bad. <laughs> LOL. Love it. That's from Ted in uh, Red Deer. Yeah, it's, it's just, I think you would call it yeah. rider fan logic. It doesn't make sense to anybody else outside. But inside, it makes perfect sense. Um, David in Winnipeg says, knowing O'Shea's logic, that's Mike O'Shea, the coach of Winnipeg, he says, I wouldn't prepare. He wouldn't prepare for Mason Fine. That's Sask's backup. He would prepare for Winnipeg football. Not what Sask would do. That's what I mean. Things didn't really change a whole heck of a lot from a Winnipeg perspective. They went out and smashed Saskatchewan. It, it, it was a game until halftime. But let's not forget, Winnipeg scored yeah. uh, 28 points in the second half. I guess in a way we're back in that territory because I've been around a long time. They call it moral victories. Is that still a thing in sports? Does your team, the Tennessee Titans, yeah. from time to time score moral victories? Is that still a thing? Because we had it in the 90s think, all I the think, time with the Riders. Yeah. Well, usually that's lingo that comes out of teams that lose all the time is moral victories. Um, thankfully, I thought we were Tennessee's past that. been winning more than they've been losing. Yeah, I think yeah. we are, but I don't think we're completely past that. I think, you know, sports fans still have that lingo and, oh, yeah, 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 but, 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 we did this really well. Yeah, but you still lost, right? You still haven't won a game yet. So um, moral victories, yeah, they're cute, but they don't mean anything. John in Edmonton says, Rod and Moose, uh, Chris Jones is sticking with Taylor Cornelius as their number one quarterback for the next game, and fans are not liking that choice, and they want someone different. Do you agree? Well, I know how Chris Jones thinks, and if you can come up with somebody else to put in there, Bob's your uncle. Kai Loxley didn't exactly look like the second coming of Warren Moon Saturday night either. How much trouble is Chris Jones in as the head coach and general manager of the Edmonton Elks? Because that was what was going around in the football world Saturday night, is how long can this continue? Because they should have beat Sask. They should have. I was there. And it falls on all of them. But this game Saturday night, they didn't have a sniff. They, they weren't in no. it at all. And how long does this go on? I don't think they're going to fire Chris Jones. I don't think... They can because of this coaching salary cap. I feel bad for Edmonton. It's hard to believe where they are as a franchise after all they've accomplished as a franchise. Uh, does Chris Jones finish the year, do you think? Yes or no? Yeah, I think he finishes the year because I think, you know, this isn't going to continue all year. Um, you had Justin Dunk on Twitter <laughs> petitioning for Trey Ford, you know, to save the Elks. But you know what? Um, we all got to go back to, and you would know the year better than I would, when BC started at, what, 0-5, 0-6, and, and, and went on to win the Grey Cup? 2011. Um, 2011. 2011. There you go. You know, we always bring that up as, look, at your season's not over two weeks into the season. When the league is this small, you know, and the opportunities to, you know, there's a lot of games, so there's a lot of opportunities to gain ground, um, you can't panic being 0-2. No matter how bad those two games were, you still can't panic. And I don't think Chris Jones is panicking. He's going to stick with his guy. But at some point, Chris Jones will know, okay, 
we've burnt every uh, uh, bit of breathing room we have. We need to really start winning. And now the process a little bit goes out the window and you start looking at how can I win games now. So he's still thinking of the long-term future of this team the entire year. Still thinks Taylor Cornelius is the guy to get them there. And he'll give them one more week. Nelson, our VP of Sim Events, uh, says you can tell when a team's confidence is broken. Moral victories have and will always be a thing. The Riders lost to a good team. The Elks are broken. And that's the thing. You're in year two of a regime up there. You should be getting better. And doesn't look like they are. So what do you do? From Craig Smith, our director of scouting, he says, really looking forward to the Stamps-Riders game. Off the top of your head, what's the line, Moose? I haven't looked at the line. What would you set it at right now? I would set it at Stamps by three and a half, maybe two and a half. There's some play coming on my morning commentary today. You can go read it at rodpeterson.com or listen to it on Sask Radio. The title is Old Man Strong. And I said, whatever. I, you can say whatever you want about the CFL. I love the league. I love the games. I love the people. I love everything about it. Almost everything about it. And I said, if you want to call it an old man's league, fine. I'm old. So call it whatever you want. And this guy, Dean, on Twitter is written. He says, I love the CFL and I love being older. As David Bowie said, Aging is an extraordinary process whereby you become the person you always should have been. Ding, ding, ding. Write it down. That's pretty good. Some accuse you of things. I used to read these articles when I was like your age, Moose, and it was like the happiest years of your life are in the 50s and 60s. I'm like, how could that be? And then I get there and go, oh, I get it. But you got to experience it for yourself. Uh, uh, um, we're going to Winnipeg next with Darren Bombing, and I think you're done, uh, Moose. All right. So you have a great Cross day. Safe the fingers travels. that I'll see you from Toronto tomorrow. Yes, travel safe. Be well. Thank you. As my man Eric Tillman was fond of saying. Darren Bombing in next from NHL.com and Bonfire Sports Winnipeg. We also have overtime coming up too with sports update and viewer takeover. We're live on the Game Plus Television Network from Ace Airport Casino in Hotel Cleek, Calgary Airport. Also, WQEE Radio Podcast and YouTube Live. Are you tired of overspending on your purchases? Say hello to local deals available on the MySask411 app, which brings you amazing deals and offers right at your fingertips. With a few taps, you can save big on your next shopping spree, from dining to clothing. MySask411 has discounts for all your needs. Download the MySask411 app and start saving today. Playnow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games. Your favorite live table games and the Playnow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com slash rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com slash rpshow for your $50 casino reward. Playnow.com 19 plus. Use your game sense. We are at Ace Casino Airport, Calgary. Come on down this Friday night, CFL fan reception. 6 p.m. in the Ace Sports Bar. And uh, by the way, at Hotel Cleek, Calgary Airport, we do weddings. A wealth of event and banquet space and all-inclusive packages starting at just $79.95 per person. Inquire at Hotel Cleek. .ca. Well, uh, we're talking sports. We always do. A lot of CFL today on this June Monday, episode 1022. Let's bring in Darren Bombing from Bonfire Sports, Winnipeg and NHL.com. Bomber, good to see you. Looks like you are at Bomber's practice, getting ready for week three. If you may, can you give me the Winnipeg perspective of the Bombers 45-27 win at Sask on Friday night? Because you're probably hearing Sask fans are saying they're very optimistic coming out of that game. What's the Winnipeg yeah, the, the, thought? The Rough Riders were impressive. I, I think the, the Winnipeg perspective is 
as expected, the Blue Bombers are incredibly strong top to bottom. Uh, the Rough Riders put up a good fight. I thought defensively they, they showed a lot of good things, but Dalton Schoen is a, an absolute monster, putting up you know nearly 150 yards, taking hits, making uh, fingertip catches for touchdowns. He, he was dang good. Uh, the Blue Bombers defense did enough to um, limit the Riders offense as a whole. The, the run game wasn't really clicking too much, and I think that was probably the key to keeping things in check. But this is Blue Bomber football. The other team can get a lot of yards and, and score some touchdowns. And like, how often do you see a quarterback throw for 350 plus and, and a whack of touchdowns, like three to Sam Emilius uh, uh, alone, or Emilis, pardon me, Samuel Emilis, and they come away with a, a double digit loss in, in, on the scoreboard. Um, the Winnipeg perspective is they went and did what they always do, and that's find a way to win, even if, uh, you know, column A, column B, column C, and the, you know, we got to be sharp here department, um, you know, fails, that they still find a way to succeed. Wilf and Steinbeck says the Bombers are one hit away from being a second tier team, re Caleros. Isn't every team? Can I? Yes. Well, that's what I was going to say. Every single team, every single quarterback is one hit away. And we've seen it happen over and over and over again. Uh, I think it's just human anxiety, human concern that it's going to happen to my quarterback or to my team, right? Uh, so, you know, I understand that. But if Zach Kolaris hasn't shown everybody over the last few years, that he is capable of playing at this high level and staying healthy and run the ball and not hook slide like we saw him do in Regina on Friday. I don't know what's going to convince people now. Uh, so let's look ahead. BC at Winnipeg Thursday opens week three. With apologies to riders and stamps, I got to think this is Canada's game of the week in the CFL. Two 2-0 two teams, Lions at Bombers. Yeah, I just shared that on social media and, and gave your show a plug as well, uh, Roddy, is it is the game of the week. Just like in week one, like you could argue that the Winnipeg Blue Bombers have been involved in the game of the week every week. Week one, it was the debut of Bo Levi Mitchell with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Week two, Bombers Riders early in the season. Like it's not September, it's June. And we're, we're already seeing those two teams go head to head, which is awesome. Uh, and hat tip to the schedule makers there for us Prairie football uh, aficionados. Uh, and then week three, yeah, you got Vernon Adams Jr., another uh, new destination quarterback who's making a lot of things happen. Uh, Taiwan Mizell, uh, their running back, making people forget about James Butler pretty quickly as far as the run game and some of the concern there. Uh, it's going to be a heck of a game here in Winnipeg on Friday, and uh, or pardon me, on Thursday. Uh, they're expecting uh, a large crowd. The BC Lions, they're getting large crowds uh, you know, on their home turf. Winnipeg's getting large crowds here. Uh, it's going to be a good game, and we're going to see if uh, you know another strong team in the West, because I think Saskatchewan is a strong team. We're going to see if another strong team in the West, and the BC Lions, um, they can take a swing at these uh, Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Are you hearing much at all about Bo Levi Mitchell today? Uh, yes or no, and if whether well, you are or you aren't, what does his status mean to the fortunes of the Hamilton Tiger Cats in the near and long term, do you think? Well, I'll start by answering that with a question. What has Bo Levi Mitchell shown us in the first two weeks when he was healthy? Really not too much. Yeah. Yeah, you could say zero. Or maybe you're holding up a three there, Rod. You know, three out of ten. No. That's about uh, you know <laughs> the grade I would give it. Um, I'm not hearing anything about the injury, but, you know, as somebody that, uh, you know, has followed this game and lived this game pretty much my entire life, that doesn't look like a good injury. That doesn't look like something that he's going to be able to, you know, get on the massage table and work out uh, this week uh, ahead of week three. I think this is going to be Matthew Schiltz's offense to run in Hamilton for a while. Uh, I'm not much to speculate, but this looks like multiple weeks to me. I could be proven wrong. I, I hope for the Hamilton Tiger Cats I am proven wrong because when the decision is made for you, it's a lot more difficult than when you have options as a coaching staff. If you're not getting what you want from your quarterback to go to your number two. Schiltz has been there for a little bit. Uh, you know, I think he is a very capable quarterback. He showed us late 
this past week that uh, late in the game that you know he can come in, move the offense, score touchdowns, uh, and and convert a two point as well. So um, I, I think Hamilton could be in worse, but this is a great Cup year for the Tie Cats. They need things to start going their way. Um, I, I think they got uh, they got Ottawa this week, right? Might be a good matchup for them. Uh, they got Montreal Friday in Tim Hortons Pardon Field. Me. I knew it was one of those. So, yeah, I knew it was one of those weak teams. Eastern teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no, fine. Hey, lastly, yeah. Ted in Red Deer says, "Awesome bomber." Can we get a Hellebuck update? Also, I saw a pic of PLD on a boat with Cole Caulfield and the boys at the Canadian Grand Prix. Maybe he's on the way oh, to really? Habland yeah. finally. <laughs> What's up with... I don't even know where to go on that. What's your take on the Hellebuck situation and PLD? I don't know if there's been this hot of a trade target in the NHL in a long, long time. And I'm talking over a decade, right? You have an opportunity as a general manager in the NHL to say okay, we can put a package together and acquire a goaltender who is at the prime of his career, needs a long-term contract, and this can be a cornerstone, not for us to develop a team around, but for a team to be anchored by. So I think, uh, you know, Kevin Chevaldeo's phone will be busy, and I think he is probably going to hear everybody and what they have to say before he starts wheeling and dealing and, and working out the, the fine details. But good to hear from Red Deer. Uh, nice to see some Jets fans out there. I got some family in Red Deer, so shout out, uh, shout out to Alberta country there. What's the anxiety level amongst Jens fans right now? Like, like for instance, somebody wrote in yes, uh, last week talking about Hellebuck, and he goes, if he doesn't want to be here, goodbye. Is there, is there a sentiment of that in Winnipeg? Sure. You know, pe people are going to be proud of their city and proud of their team. And if it's, you know, it's good riddance. If, if you're not with us, you know, you're, you're against us. Uh, I understand it, though. It's been kind of tumultuous, to put it very, very lightly, here in Winnipeg over the last number of years. You know, problems in the locker room. When's the last time you heard a head coach quit midseason? Not get fired, quit. And then, you know, he's in the Stanley Cup final with the, the Florida Panthers the next year, right? Um, I don't think Paul Maurice was the problem. I think the problem is is some of the guys inside the room, the chemistry, just the the mix, the chemical mix that they have in there, um, you know, to, to, to give an analogy to it. Um, anxiety in Winnipeg, gosh, like, I don't even know if there's a, a, an adjective strong enough to describe the anxiety here in Winnipeg. You've got your number one center, 1A, 1B centers, your top two centermen in Pierre-Luc Dubois and Mark Shifley, who are Shifley in the final, entering the final year of his contract, and in Pierre-Luc Dubois, one more year of RFA status under team control. So when your Vesna winning goaltender and your top two centermen are all looking like you're going to move on from, uh, and, and they probably should, in my opinion, um, you know, uh, I think people realize that this isn't going to be a retool. This is going to be a rebuild. Everyone hates that word. It's like poison off the tongue uh, and into the ears of sports fans. But that's probably what it's going to take here in Winnipeg to get things back on the rails. Bomber, thank you. Uh, Craig Smith, our director of scouting, says, love the three shows you have with Zach and Bluto. Patrolman Pete yeah. in Winnipeg says, Hallibuck has served honorably. He is not a malcontent whiner like certain others. So, yes, there's uh, strong opinions on that. Darren, we'll let you get back to practice. Thanks for the time, brother. Keep it up. Have a good summer. Absolutely, Roddy. You too. Cheers. Give the guy a follow. Darren Bombing, BonfireSportsNHL.com. He does a great job. Uh, next uh, next break, next segment, sports update, overtime, audience takeover, whatever you'd like to talk about. We'll be right back live on the Game Plus Television Network from Ace Airport Casino and Hotel Cleek Calgary Airport, WQEE Radio, also podcast and YouTube Live. PlayNow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the PlayNow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com slash rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com slash rpshow for your $50 casino reward. PlayNow.com 19 plus. Use your game sense. Thank you. 
We call it overtime here from Ace Casino Airport. There's a look. By the way, Calgary's best attended Sunday afternoon poker tournament is right here at Ace with 75-inch TVs at every table. You can get your fill of sports and poker all in one location. Ace Poker changing the poker landscape. A sports update before we delve into what you people are talking about today. The Toronto Blue Jays open a three-game series with the Marlins today in Miami. It's the final series of Toronto's nine-game road trip. The Jays are two and four so far on the swing after dropping two or three against both the Orioles and Rangers. Key auto group poll question today. Do you think the Blue Jays will make the playoffs? 64% of you agreeing with me and saying no. There you go. Daily poll for Key auto group. The Boston Red Sox are in Minneapolis tonight starting a four-game series with the AL Central leading Twins. Boston is in last place in the AL East, but has won four in a row, including a three-game sweep of the arch-rival Yankees on the weekend. Eight-time major champion Tom Watson is the latest golfer to want answers on the PGA Tour's new business partnership with Live Golf. He has sent a letter to PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan asking if the deal was the only way to solve the tour's financial hardship. The PGA Tour has an agreement with Saudi-backed Live and the European Tour to pool businesses in a new for-profit company. Uh, interesting. I can't believe the amount of people that want to talk about the PGA and Live Golf. Uh, here on Friday, Bruce Dobigan was on the air with us. I hope you were watching the former host of his own television show on CBC and CBC News World, Bruce Dobigan said, with regards to this partnership and the mini rivalry there was between the PGA and Liv, to use a metaphor, a golf metaphor, the PGA showed up with a pitching wedge to a long drive contest. Guess who had Big Bertha? Liv. And then uh, Naeem was here earlier, one of the owners of this wonderful casino. We were talking about it today. His thoughts on PGA and Live the merger. It's unbelievable how this has captured everybody's attention. Is this what it was like back in the day with the NHL and the WHA, which eventually they merged too, as did Sirius and XM Satellite Radio? Probably a lesson to be learned here somewhere. This sports update is brought to you by Landmark Cinemas in theaters July 12th, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1. In Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1, Ethan Hunt is played by Tom Cruise, and his IMF team embark on their most dangerous mission yet. Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1, in Landmark Cinemas, July 12th. I'll get to as many as your comments as we can. Um, I know there's a lot of people. We're writing in earlier about the Winnipeg Ice moving from when being sold and moving the Western Hockey League's Winnipeg Ice moving from Winnipeg to Wenatchee, Wisconsin. But we can't sit here and talk about it for hours. I love this story. I'm passionate about it. A lot of you folks are too, especially those watching on Channel 1190, Bell MTS Cable in Winnipeg. But the most of the world, unfortunately, doesn't care enough about it. So we talked about it. I gave my thoughts. The owners of the ice promised a new rink and arena. So, sorry, a new arena in Winnipeg. It hasn't happened four years later. They got kicked out of the league. That's what happened. End of story. Anything else you hear is not true. Phil from Dauphin, Manitoba is watching on Game Plus Television. He writes it and says, good day, good day. Thank God it's Monday. I'm not too sure if my eyes were playing tricks on me, but it seemed in some places the attendance was up, especially in Toronto in CFL Week 2. I wonder how many games until Bo Levi is once again the backup quarterback. Hashtag Go Bombers. That's from Phil. Interesting about the attendance. You should go read my 10 things column from the weekend because I said it's the 30,000 club, 30,000 plus club. Have you drawn a crowd of more than 30,000 in the CFL this year? Edmonton has, Winnipeg has, BC has, and interestingly, a Twitter account called CFL Fans Toronto writes, too soon thought of the day, but when Toronto starts outdrawing Calgary, are we, the CFL family, going to malign the city of Calgary and the fans who continue to support the team there? Or will we in Toronto be better than that? Curious. Hashtag CFL. That's what they're talking about out there. Um, pump the brakes, Toronto. You had one good crowd. Chill. 
But I get where you're coming from. I'm sure it's been a lot to deal with over the past several years to have sand kicked in your face as fans of the Toronto Argonauts having the rest of the country laugh at you. But it's been one game. So, settle. Now, Calgary, are you going to step up and respond after being called out by Argos fans? I guess we'll find out Saturday. Are you going to join the 30,000-plus club when the Saskatchewan Rough Riders come to town? By the way, I checked the forecast, 22 degrees Celsius forecast and 40% chance of rain for Rough Riders and Stampeders here Saturday. And even I will have to admit, it is not Canada's game of the week. That is in Winnipeg where the Blue Bombers host BC in a battle of 2-0 teams. Rick is watching in Martinsville, Sask. Writes in on the Progressive Insurance text line, 902-518-3033. Phil says, the, uh, Rick says, the Riders are that team that has lost since 2013. The Bombers should be miles ahead of everyone else at this point. Veteran team and coaches. Our hope is they will fade through the year and other teams will get better. Last year's Grey Cup gave everyone hope. I respectfully disagree. Last minute of play on the RP show. Hoping Winnipeg fails as the year goes on ain't much of a plan. Like you're hoping Zach Kalaros gets hurt, sort of like what happened with Bo, or I don't understand. And last I checked, Winnipeg was in the Grey Cup last year. <laughs> I say it again. It's rider fan logic. Uh, it makes a lot of sense in Saskatchewan. But when you see it elsewhere, it doesn't make a lot of sense. But it's what you got. It's what you follow. Uh, what's tomorrow, Clark? Can you tell me real quick? Tim oh, yeah. Tim McAuliffe and Stephen Ellis. going to be great. Je uh, Patrolman Pete in Winnipeg. Doesn't, hear what I, doesn't want to hear what I have to say about who's at fault for the ice moving. I can't give you any more than the truth, bro. If you don't want to hear it, that's your problem. See you tomorrow, noon Eastern, right here. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.